Okay, I'm back for my last Heard on the Street for the <laughs> Immunology of Diabetes Society Conference. I'm here with Dr. Johnson. Dr. Johnson, I'll let you introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. My name is Jim Johnson. Um, I'm a professor at University of British Columbia in Vancouver, Canada, and um, I'm, amongst other things, an islet biologist. Yeah. So what were your overall thoughts of the conference? Anything that stood out or didn't stand out? Or yeah, I really like this conference. And, um, you know, of course, there's, there's, uh, I came here in part to learn more about the immunology of diabetes. Right. Um, I, I was on the international organizing um, committee, but I'm, it's actually the first time I've been to this meeting. Mm-hmm. And I think the organizers wanted to bring more islet biologists in here. For, for years, the immunologists have been working a bit in their silo and us islet biologists we're working in our own silo and mm-hmm. if we are going to make more progress in type 1 diabetes i think it's critical that we uh, break down the walls between those silos and talk to each other more so i was really excited to come to this and uh yeah so there's a few things i i i liked um obviously this is one of the first uh international meetings since the um uh approval of the tepluzumab mm-hmm. and uh so that's, it was neat to see the, the clinical trials. Um, my own lab is, is uh, starting to think about a, a clinical trial in one of the projects we're working on. And, um, and it would be in a similar potential mechanism of action mm-hmm. as the Vrapmil trial. So it was really, I really loved seeing Aneth Shalev's uh, talk, mm-hmm. uh, you know, walking through that mm-hmm. um, odyssey of, many years including when you know she was off on her own working yeah. on beta cell targeted things and mm-hmm. you know it was neat to see that uh, the beta cell targeted uh, drugs you know also modulate the immune system that was one of the take-homes that I really enjoyed mm-hmm. um, I also enjoyed the really increasing improvement of the understanding of the natural history of type 1 yes. diabetes as we start to look at these stages, pre-symptomatic, single autoantibody, double autoantibody, pre-single autoantibody, mm-hmm. you know, phase negative one. I think it's really smart um, that the field is starting to think about that. But one of the things I think is missing, and I, um, you know, a slide that was shown a couple times was the um, uh, the a relationship between fasting glucose or just random glucose mm-hmm. and that peak in um, the the peak onset of the first autoantibody right. they coincide exactly and what's really missing still from this meeting is true physiology That's so we um, I don't think there was any talks that I would really consider sort of whole whole person or whole animal metabolic physiology and Mm -hmm. you know it struck me that um, during that time we don't know what's happening um, with insulin levels for example Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's really measuring them not in the general population not in people uh, young people who are either predisposed to type 1 diabetes or have it maybe there's some small studies going on but it's not a concerted effort Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one of my own areas of interest so I was keenly Mm-hmm. Um, paying attention to that, mm-hmm. um, I one of the things I proposed when I was on the, the international committee was that sort of discussion of how consortiums are moving the field forward. Right. I think that was really great to see. Mm-hmm. Um, what I what the next step from that is how are these very focused type one diabetes consortiums? How are they going to link up with 
consortiums that work in type 2 diabetes, mm -hmm. that work in other autoimmune diseases, that work in, um, in just general health and disease and omics. And that's an area that I think we could stand to uh, continue to reach out in as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was really good. Yeah, I agree with all that. I'm also curious to see kind of how more clinicians are going to start coming into the conference. I know they talk about trying to get more of those at the very end for next year. Yep. They're going to be in Belgium. That'll be interesting. And also with the consortiums, I'm also curious about industry moving in, like some industry consortiums, something they have to kind of complete the circle. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're very fortunate. The representatives we have here from industry, people like Jess Dunn, who've been you know, JDRF, mm -hmm. with industry, you know, have gone into various different roles. They, they, they understand the academic ecosystem. Right. I think it's, I think what, what she said was really salient is that we need industry here, but, you know, I was talking, and, and you know, Melissa Thomas was here too. They have to participate. Yes. They, they, they can't just sit in the audience and, and take notes. Right. I think... You know, um, you know, we we need to see those talks, yeah. and um, and and that, and I also worked in industry a little bit, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm personally of the belief that that the industry partners should uh, are benefited when they're more open because more people are working on their problems. Yes. Um, so I think I think I I would personally welcome them, and I think the field would welcome more mm -hmm. of a holistic viewpoint but i think that it's important to embrace the open sharing of of um of pre-competitive data and there's lots of it right you know you don't have to give the mm -hmm. soon to be patented secret right. thing away but there's there's a lot that happens behind the closed doors of industry that is that has no um no real ip attached to it right i couldn't agree more the active engagement engagement with industry at these events was going to help drive innovation forward but also, I wanted to ask, can you tell us a little bit about the islet studies that you're in, the islet groups? Yeah, so, you know, my lab works on lots of different things, but, um, you know, I think uh, one of the things I wanted to, to publicize a little bit is just about a month from now, just less than a month from now, mm. um, um, most of the world's sort of top islet biologists are going to be meeting in Vancouver, and uh, that's sort of the, the other side, of, and we want to invite everyone. We have a session specifically dedicated to... Uh, you know the immune system as it relates to, and the, and the, uh, the islet biology of type one diabetes. Uh, we've got a lot of fantastic sessions planned. We've got some stem cell mm -hmm. sessions planned. Uh, a lot of things that uh, sugar science and others will be really interested in. Um, this is a meeting that was typically held in Europe over the years, uh, but the last two two times ago they all voted overwhelmingly to. Uh, to come to Canada, uh, in, including to honor the discovery of insulin in Canada. Mm -hmm. uh, it was meant to be a, on the 100th anniversary, but COVID pushed the schedule back, so right. it'll be on the 101st anniversary. Yeah. Roughly, Still a good number. 102nd anniversary. Mm -hmm. It can be on the 100th anniversary, of, 101st anniversary of the Nobel Prize. Exactly. Um, so... You know, we really want to invite. There's, the registration is still open, um, and Vancouver is absolutely lovely in, in late June, and we've timed it so that people can keep their carbon footprints down. If they're on their way to the ADA, which is in the West Coast uh, as well, they can fly to Vancouver, come to the Islet Study Group meeting June 19th to 21st, 
and then there's a, a day spacer, and the ADA starts on the 23rd. I didn't even put that together. They're so close. That's a, that was really smart planning, actually. We are. <laughs> I don't plan a lot of meetings. I do mm-hmm. about once every 10 years, mm-hmm. but I pride myself in being a relatively smart meeting planner. It sounds like you got it right. <laughs> well, we're hoping so. We have a great international uh, planning committee and a great local planning committee, mm-hmm. and uh, really excited. Uh, 30 invited speakers and two keynotes, wow. including one who was who's the president of IDS, Carmela mm-hmm. Evans Molina, mm-hmm. and uh, Guy Rudder uh, will be giving the uh, uh, Randall lecture for the Biochemical Society as a keynote speech. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's such a popular meeting uh, with with the trainees and with faculty. Um, we have we'll have probably close to 100 posters wow. uh, in a very centralized position. We just picked the 16 of those that will be in um, uh, oral presentations. So those people should have the emails in their inbox today. Um, so yeah, things yeah. are going fantastic. Sounds like it's moving right along, and there's gonna be a lot of great talks, a lot of great speakers, and I'm looking forward to learning more about it and watching it well hopefully you can join hopefully and this is a little spoiler (laughs) but uh we are hoping to in the next couple days announce a uh, virtual option as well so people who are uh, either our our patient partners or our partners in industry who have strict rules on whether or not they can travel Mm -hmm. or our friends in, in europe who might not be able to uh make it all the way across to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only eight and a half hour flight from Heathrow, but um, <laughs> uh, we fly, you fly right over the North Pole, but mm-hmm. uh, we want to offer that, um, that option to make it virtual as well. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. I bet there's going to be a lot more people now too because if that pressure's there, it won't be anymore. I hope so. so. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for talking with me. That's been a great talk, and I'm looking forward to following it all. Absolutely my pleasure. Yeah. Take care. Thank you. Cheers.